Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands unto the Lord, everybody. And commit yourself to the Lord. Ask him to speak to you and touch your life today. Shall we pray and invite the Holy Spirit to take control right now in the name of Jesus? Lift up your voices. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Holy Spirit, take control. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself unto us. Holy Spirit, come and help us this morning. What the Father will have us here, impart unto us today. What will guide and direct our steps this year, reveal unto us. In the name of Jesus, help our infirmities. Help us to be able to connect. Help us to be able to receive. Help us to be able to yield unto you today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We magnify your name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. This is my desire. Lord, with all my heart, Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. Somebody sing with me.
consecration unto the Lord. It's a song of consecration unto God. Yeah. 
here to touch our hearts to make alive the word of God to cause the logos to become a rima to each and every one of us Holy Spirit brood over everyone all those here physically those who have joined in online I pray that you will touch everybody I pray that everyone will encounter you 
and will experience the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the communion, that sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Give us understanding today and give us insight concerning the Word of God. We thank you, Father, this morning. Holy Spirit, anoint my lips. Speak through me to your people. Use me and let the name of the Father be glorified here this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. And let the people of God say, Amen. Amen. Can I hear a better Amen? Amen. Give Jesus a mighty hand clap. Hallelujah. God bless you and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. How many of you love Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, this morning I was thinking about something. Can I share it with you? I was thinking that Christianity of old is very different from today's Christianity. I may be wrong. But it is a feeling I have. Maybe those of you who are used to the Christianity of old may bear me witness. But I think that the Christianity of yesteryears, the focus was on God. And the focus was on Jesus. And the emphasis was on the word of God. And you see it in the messages that were preached then. You could see this from the songs that were sung. Because the emphasis was on Jesus. Was on trusting God. Relying on him. Depending on him. And so you will hear them sing songs like I have a message from the Lord, hallelujah This message unto you I give Tis recorded in his word, hallelujah It is only that you look and live And then he'll tell you, look and live My brother live Look to Jesus and live. Tis recorded in his word. Hallelujah. It is only that you look and live. There's another verse I was just thinking about. The verse 3 says, Life is offered unto you. Hallelujah. Eternal life thy soul shall have. 
If you only look to him, hallelujah. Look to Jesus who alone can save. Then they will say, look and live. My sister live. Look to Jesus now and live. Tis recorded in his word, hallelujah. That you look and live. These were the songs then. It's about Jesus. About looking to him and living. Then you hear songs like Guide me, oh, thou great Jehovah. Pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful heart. Then they will sing. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Bread of heaven, then bread. Thou still my strength and shield, strong deliverer, strong deliverer, be thou still my strength and and then those sing songs of praises, songs of praises. Great. 
local songs like Ma when you song Ma when you song Ma when you song Thank you, Jesus. When he saw to Reggie, oh, my, when he saw, my, when he saw, my, when he saw, hey, my, when he saw to Reggie, and the sun. you know the modern age Christianity is not, is not like that the focus is on material things now we see a lot of monetization of the gospel and it looks like we are making merchandise of the gospel. The focus is on my church. You know, one of the things that I am watching very carefully not to do is to call this church my church. And to say it is my church. It's not my church. Pastor Johnny's church. It's not my church. It's the church of Jesus. Did I shed my blood for you? Did I give my life for you? It's not my church. And that is why we call this church the Shepherd's Fold Restoration Family. And the shepherd there, I keep explaining to you desperately that it is not me. <laughs> That word shepherd in the name of the church is the Lord Jesus. The shepherd of my soul. The shepherd of your soul. He is the one who is in charge of the church. And may the Holy Spirit always remind me never to use those words, my church. It's like my church, I can suck you. <laughs> suck you from my church. Sucking the one whom Jesus came to die for. Is he supposed to go? Where? 
Do you understand the question that I'm asking? Where are such people supposed to go? If there is no hope for them in the church of God, where else would there be hope? I don't understand that. I don't. Then we emphasize on denominations. And especially with the charismatic churches. It didn't used to be like that. So we, we, we've turned the whole thing into something else. Like, like the way we, we choose political parties. <laughs> I am NDC. I am MPP. I am PPP. I am GUM. I am APC. When you are choosing your party, do you choose a party that can win power? Often wasting the votes. But I don't blame you because I've done some before. <laughs> At least there are two elections that I can think about that I voted for somebody that I knew he would never win. But I did it because of my conviction. I wanted to come out of the voting booth and know that I have done something that I am convinced about. But between you and me, I knew that he would never win. So that, that's what we, the, the modern day church has become. Like you suppose Manchester United or Arsenal. On my old school mates platform, platform present the 86 year group. They're always arguing about football, teasing each other. So sometimes for hours in the day. And now that Arsenal is top of the of the league table, you should see Arsenal supporters on the platform. And because Chelsea lost the other time, they keep teasing the Chelsea supporters. They tell them that they should give their lives to Jesus. In the Christianity of yesteryears, the focus was on Jesus. And I want us, church, to focus on Jesus. It is not a coincidence that our theme this year, 2023, is looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Not unto anybody else. Not to anything else. But looking unto Jesus. And by the help of the Spirit of God, this we will do this year. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can I hear your loudest amen? amen. Hallelujah. And this morning. I want to continue sharing with you along those lines. 
Let's look at our foundational scripture. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I fix my eyes on you, the author of my faith, casting aside every sin and every way. Mm-hmm. I fix my eyes on you, I lay my burdens down, letting the curse. All this world now fade away. One thing I ask, this one thing I'll see that I may dwell in your house, oh God, my King. No, all the days of my life. I wanna gaze upon your beauty and seek you in this whole place. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. New King James Version of the Bible. Therefore, we also. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily ensnare us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was said before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God hallelujah amen now the Christian experience can be described as a race we see this in these verses that I read and I told you last week that it is not a sprint a short distance race like 100 meters or 200 meters it's not even like 400 meters it's a much longer race more like a marathon or like a 3,000 meter steeplechase. These are races of endurance. Races that require a lot of discipline and tenacity. And that is how the Christian race is like. And here in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, the author believed to be the apostle Paul presents a picture to us of the Christian race. So the setting is in an athletics dome. Like in a stadium. There are spectators in the stands. And the athletes are on the tracks. You and I are the athletes and 
in this scripture that we read, the apostle Paul urges us to do a number of things. He urges us, number one, to be inspired by those in the stands. It says, wherefore seeing we are encompassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. He's urging us to be inspired by those in the stands. Because they are the ones who have run races similar to what we are running now. They finished their race. And now they are in the stands. Urging us on. Encouraging us. That we can make it. These are the heroes of faith. Like Noah. Abraham. Abraham Sarah. Sarah Isaac. Isaac Jacob, Jacob. And so on and so forth. And they are encouraging us. That we can make it. And I want to say to you again today. That by the grace of God. In this year 2023. You will run a good race. And you will make it. You will survive. Amen. You will persevere. Amen. You will get through. Amen. There are times when it doesn't get easy. And God never promised us that the Christian walk or the Christian race was going to be an easy one. It comes with a lot of difficulties. A lot of challenges. But those who run the race before us are urging us on that if they made it, we can also make it. Can I have an amen? And then the next thing that we are asked to do is to lay aside every weight and the sin that that so easily beset us. In other words, anything that will slow us down and anything that will prevent us from running a good race, we must put it aside. And this year, by the grace of God, the Spirit of God is giving us the ability to lay aside every weight. He is giving us power over every besetting sin. Amen. Over anything that causes us to trip. Amen. So that we can run a good race. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Whatever tripped you in 2022, in 2023, you will overcome it. Whatever defeated you in 2022, in 2023, God will give you the upper hand over it. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. The third thing that we are urged to do is to run with endurance to run with perseverance and patience which means we shouldn't give up don't give up don't give up tell the person sitting by you don't give up no matter how hard it gets don't give up even when the going gets tough don't give up when things are not working, don't give up. When your expectations are not met, don't give up. When your friends betray you, don't give up. When there's no money in your pocket, don't give up. When your bills have not been paid, 
Don't give up. When there's no money to pay the school fees, don't give up. Even if your marriage is preparing you, don't give up. Tell your neighbor, winners don't quit. And winners and quitters don't win. Hallelujah. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Then the last thing that we are urged to do, which is the most important thing, is that we should look unto Jesus. Of everything that we were asked to do, the most critical and the most important is that we should look unto Jesus. Look into the eyes of your neighbor. Look into, into the eyes. Are, are you looking into the eyes? Okay, some yeah. of you, you are shy of your neighbor. Why, Why you proposed and she bounced to you? Uh -huh. So look into the eyes of your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, this year we are looking unto Jesus. We are looking unto Jesus alone. Nobody else but Jesus alone. Clap your hands unto the Lord once again. Hallelujah. And in trying to understand this whole subject of looking unto Jesus I told you that there are three important questions we are going to answer what does it really mean to look unto Jesus why must we look unto Jesus how do we look unto Jesus and so last week we started looking at what does it mean to look unto Jesus what does it really mean when we say look unto Jesus what does it really 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 mean the first thing I told you is that to look unto Jesus means to fix your gaze on him to focus on him and to concentrate on him about two months ago I went to run an eye test at Kolebu. I hadn't checked my eyes in a while. And for somebody like me who's been wearing glasses since I was in Form 4, actually, I should have been wearing it from maybe Class 3. But unfortunately, my, my parents didn't believe me when I kept complaining that I couldn't see well. I told you last week that I was a little bit too known. <laughs> and they didn't really take it seriously. So, for all my early school days, I always had to sit in front. And there were times that even though I sat in front, I couldn't see It was only when my biology mistress greatly embarrassed me in Form 4 that I decided that this glasses, I must get it. Because there was an exam 
I couldn't see. And I, I don't think I was thinking deeply enough. But I wanted to write that. So I walked up to her and asked if after writing the questions on the board, I could just have the paper. The way she insulted me. She insulted me, it even affected my parents. That I cried that day. That small paper I went to ask for. I insulted my father. So from there, I went to Jelukopa to go and get my glasses. And since then, my life became better. The world became a beautiful place. I didn't realize then that I was seeing men as trees. But after I got my glasses, I said, what a wonderful world. But I went to test my eyes recently. And there was a, a machine, a piece of equipment that had like binoculars attached to it. So I had to sit behind a chair and then look through. Now, when I was looking through, the young younger lady who was running the test, she said to me, that you can see that, so when I looked through, I could see something like the sea. And there was a boat on it. And she said to me, look at the boat. Focus on the boat. Don't look anywhere else. Just on the boat. Because you see, if I did not focus on the board, the results of the test will not be a good one. It was only if I focused and concentrated on that thing alone that you'll be able to get accurate results. And I want to say to you, in the race, in the Christian race that we are running, we will not have good results. We will not do well. We will not end up well until we learn to focus and concentrate on Jesus. Not on anything else. And not on anybody else. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's what it means to look unto Jesus. And I explained to you that the reason why Peter could walk on the water and he didn't drown was because he was looking unto Jesus. When he took his eyes off him, he started to sing. This year, may you keep your eyes on Jesus and you will not drown anymore. Amen. I said you will not drown anymore. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two. To look unto Jesus. Means to focus on him as our perfect example. Jesus is our perfect example. He is the one we are supposed to learn from. He is the one we are supposed to draw inspiration from. His life, what he did, the things he said, 
are supposed to be the examples we look up to. His love. His righteousness. His kindness. His compassion. His graciousness. His selflessness. His sacrifice. His humility. His spirituality. If we want to run the race well, then we must look unto Jesus. And that means we must look to the examples that he said for us. And he must be our perfect example in everything that we do. Number three, to look unto Jesus means to take our focus off anybody else and to take our focus off anything else hallelujah amen so if we are looking unto jesus what it means is that we are not looking at anybody else we are not looking at anything else we are not looking at ourselves we are not looking at others we are looking at Jesus. I saw a statement by Mike Mudok the other day. And he said, if you look inside you, you will become depressed. If you look around, you will become critical. If you look back, you will develop a heart of regrets. But when you look up, you will become joyful and excited about God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because if you look inside you, there will be so much to discourage you. You will be depressed if you look around you the only thing you do will be to criticize if you look behind you your past where you've come from you'll only have regrets and these regrets may stop you from progressing in life but if you look up which means to look to Jesus and to look to God he will lead you into a life of joy and excitement and he will give you many victories to to celebrate in this life hallelujah 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 it says in the new living translation so we don't look at the troubles we can see now rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen for the things we see now will soon be gone but the things we cannot see will last forever I'm interested in the first part. It says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. You can't look at your troubles. You can't look at yourself. You can't just keep looking at your achievements. Your accomplishments. Your, your strengths. 
your limitations. Because if you keep looking at these things, you will not run well. You will digress. You will deviate. But in this race that God has called us to run, we are supposed to look to Jesus and to look to him alone. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't look at your challenges, your troubles, your difficulties, the things that are not working in your life. That's why he says, for we do not look at the troubles we can see now. Because if you keep looking at the troubles, you will be discouraged. You can't run well. You will always feel sad and useless. And that is why you don't need people to always tell you about your problems. Because you now, you know that you have them already. You don't look at the cripple and tell the cripple that you are crippled. Who says he doesn't know that he's a cripple? So it is unkind to always point out to people their faults. Because you don't need to be reminded of this. And I'm saying to you that as you run the race this year, rather than looking at your troubles, rather than looking at what is not working. Keep your eyes on Jesus and believe that he's working things out for you. And that as you look to him, whatever troubles you are encountering in your life, by the grace of God, he will bring you out of them and he will make a way out of them for you. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. And you're not supposed to look at others. So if you are looking unto Jesus, you can't be looking at somebody else. You know, there is nothing wrong with having mentors. There's nothing wrong with having a man of God. A pastor or a prophet who speaks into your life. It is good to have people who speak into your life. But there is an error that keeps occurring. When now, it is, their, it is like their experiences and their encounters become your standard. And what they know what they've been through what God has taken them through it becomes like the yardstick to measure your own Christianity it can be very dangerous it can be very 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 dangerous and it can take you of course because we are supposed to follow such people as they follow Christ. Which means that the focus is Christ. The focus is who? It's Christ. So the one you are looking to is Jesus. And if you are looking to Jesus and you find somebody with Jesus then you know that you are okay. 
But if you just keep looking at some of these people in our and some of our pastors and, 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 and spiritual leaders they want us to depend on them all the time and they want their experiences to be what we look to such that if we are not having their type of experience it means that there's everything wrong with us now that is an error that's what I'm saying to you that we must look unto Jesus we must look unto Jesus and to look unto Jesus means not to look at anybody else and not to look at anything else hallelujah number four to look unto Jesus means to decide that whatever we say or do will be guided by him. Whatever we say or do will be guided by him. And when you are looking unto Jesus, this is one of the meanings of it. That whatever we say, whatever we do, is guided by him. Colossians 3 verse 17. New King James Version. It says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means that look unto Jesus. In whatever you do in word or deed. Because if you are doing all in his name. Then it means that he is the one you are looking unto. In what you are doing. And in what you are saying. Colossians 3.23 it says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. It means exactly the same thing. That whatever you are doing, always look unto Jesus and do it like you are doing it unto him. So if you are working somewhere, work as though you are working for Jesus because you are looking unto him. If you are serving in the house of the Lord, always remind yourself that you are serving Jesus. And so serve with all your heart and do it as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. To look unto Jesus means to allow him to guide us in how we see things in this life. That means that we are seeing things in his perspective. How he sees things. How he looks at things. So if we are looking at him, then it means that we are seeing things in the way he sees things. You will notice with Jesus that when he walked the earth, he didn't just follow the traditions. He didn't just follow the status quo. And so if you check, for example, Matthew chapter 5, where we have what we call the Beatitudes. He taught things differently from what the people were taught. 
And so he told them, for example, that it has been said unto you that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. In Matthew 5, 38 to 48, he says, but I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you and from him who wants to borrow from you do not turn away you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be the sons of your father in heaven these were teachings of Jesus this was his perspective of different things his perspective on vengeance on forgiveness on doing good on loving your neighbor how to treat your enemies. The Lord taught something else. But Jesus came and taught us something completely different. So he would teach the people and say that you've heard it said that you should not commit adultery. But he said if you look at a woman and you lust after her, you have already committed adultery. So that was his perspective. And he went on and taught so many other things. He said, that you've heard it being told you that you shall not murder and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment but I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment and whoever says to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council and whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hell so Jesus was explaining that it is not just about killing somebody that makes you a murderer but if you hate your brother if you call your brother fool you are in great danger it is not only when you kill somebody that you can come under the judgment of God but if you don't treat people well dismiss them call them useless discard them as worthless call them useless call them fool 
you are in danger of judgment from God. What am I saying to you? That looking unto Jesus means beginning to see things from his perspective. How he saw things. How he looked at things. Not what people are saying. Not what different uh, denominations are preaching. But what Jesus said. So what your pastor is asking you to do. Is it what Jesus said you should do? The things you are being directed to do. Is that what Jesus said you should do? Why don't we look unto Jesus and allow ourselves to be guided by the example that he said for us and allow ourselves to be guided by how he saw things and his perspective of things. Hallelujah. And finally, to look unto Jesus means to rely solely on him. To trust in him. Jeremiah 17 verse 5. New living translation. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans. Who rely on human strength. And turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Lift up your hand and say, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Say, Blessed are those who look unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of droughts. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. And so when you trust in the Lord and you make the Lord your hope and confidence and you rely on him, the Bible is saying that you be like a tree planted by the rivers your roots run very deep you have stability in your life you do well in life you flourish in this life you prosper in this life you excel in this life that is when you trust in the Lord and make him your hope and your confidence. In other words, when you look unto the Lord, when you look unto Jesus, when you rely on him, things will work out well for you. And so to look unto Jesus means to trust in him and to rely on him, to depend on him and to allow him to guide and direct your life. This year, by the grace of God, we are going to look unto Jesus and we are going to allow him to guide us and direct us and lead us on. 
we will put our trust in him we will put our trust in ourselves in our education in our families in our friends in our jobs in our relatives in our connections on the promises of men instead we will look to Jesus and in him alone will we put our trust and as we do so I prophesy into our lives that things will work much better than they have ever worked before prophesy into our lives that there will be progress there will be advancement there will be well-being we will prosper we will survive we will make it others will be complaining around us but because we are looking unto Jesus and we are putting our trust on him where others are crying we will be laughing when others are complaining we will be testifying when others are grumbling we will be rejoicing because we are looking unto Jesus and I know that he will lead us to a good place to a place of blessing a place of abundance a place of increase a place of joy a place of peace a place of prosperity a place of happiness a place where things are working well for us may he lead us to that place as we look unto him this year clap your hands unto the Lord rise to your feet and let us close Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to pray for you. I want to give you an opportunity to do something very important. The most important decision of your life. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We've just heard about looking unto Jesus. But looking unto him begins with you surrendering your life to him and making him the Lord and Savior of your life. So I want to ask you today have you received Jesus as your Lord? As your Savior? Have you surrendered your life to him? Have you given him your life? Your heart? Your all? Today, on the 15th of January, you can take that step and it will cause your life to change forever. I want to pray with you. And if you need Jesus to be Lord of your life, wherever you're standing, I want you to lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want to give your heart to him. Lift up your hand very clearly. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. Now, I need you to do one more thing for me. If you've lifted your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Please walk from your chair and come and meet me in front here. If you lifted your hand, come to me right now. Come. Don't change your mind. Just come. Just come. 
Just come to Jesus right now. Come to him. You may be watching me, but wherever you are, watching this broadcast, you can lift your hand right there and I'm going to pray with you. Hallelujah. God bless you, brother. God bless you. God bless you, my dear sister. As you come, God bless you. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, let everybody pray as well. Say, Heavenly Father, today, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, I need you to make my life beautiful. I am sorry for all my sins. Please forgive me and wash me with the blood of Jesus. Make me a new person from today. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will live for you. And I will look to you, Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, that as I have come to you, you will not cast me away. From today, I believe I am saved. I am a child of God. I am born again in Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say, Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.